Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. In this episode, David continues his Bible study from the book of Hebrews, chapter 9. Reading from verse 1. Now in that first agreement between God and his people, there were rules for worship, and there was a sacred tent down here on earth. Inside this place of worship, there were two rooms. The first one contained the golden candlestick and a table with special loaves of holy bread upon it. This part was called the holy place. Then there was a curtain, and behind the curtain was a room called the Holy of Holies. In that room, there were a golden incense altar, and the golden chest, called the Ark of the Covenant, completely covered on all sides with pure gold. Inside the Ark, were the tablets of stone, with the Ten Commandments written on them, and a golden jar, with some manna in it, and Aaron's wooden cane that budded. Above the golden chest, were statues of angels called the cherubim, the guardians of God's glory, with their wings stretched out over the ark's golden cover, called the mercy seat. Verse 9. For under the old system, gifts and sacrifices were offered, but these failed to cleanse the hearts of the people, who brought them. For the old system dealt only with certain rituals, what foods to eat and drink, rules for washing themselves, and rules about this and that. The people had to keep these rules to tide them over, until Christ came with God's new and better way. Now, open your Bible and join David as he teaches from Hebrews chapter 9. Well, greetings. Um, again, we're still in the epistle to the Hebrews, and we're now moving into chapter 9. And this is quite a long chapter. I'm going to try and deal with it in one message. It's very clear, uh, is this chapter, and it does follow on from what I've been saying previously. And with these messages, it, there really needs to be some sense of continuity in following it through. Just taking them individually is not quite as simple. Anyway. So with chapter 9, this is how we start. This is Paul speaking, as you know, Paul wrote this. He said, and remember, as I've been trying to remind you each time, that um, the Hebrews were the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, and therefore they were aware, and probably more aware than you and I, of the significance of what we're now going to deal with. Because he says, then truly, oh, by the way, I'm in the authorized, the King James, because somehow I don't know, I think the King James to me is better uh, in this particular chapter. So truly, the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary, in other words, a visible, factual sanctuary. So in verse 2, he explains it a bit more. This sanctuary, uh, which was part of the first covenant, and which had all the offices and the different things laid out previously, um, starting with the revelation with Moses and so on, the, this that was built um, 
is called both in the English authorized and in the um, other revised versions, it's called a tabernacle. Now, literally, a tabernacle can be regarded as a tent, <laughs> but it was obviously something more than that. But it was uh, it was a man-made place, and it was uh, clear enough that if you look, there was a, a tabernacle made. The first part, uh, in the first part, was the candlestick and the table and the showbread. Now, this basically was called the sanctuary. And it's very significant that if we're looking at uh, worship and looking at our spiritual experience, very often uh, preachers and hymns will speak about entering into the sanctuary. But remember that in the Bible, the sanctuary was the outer part, the outer court. Right. Then there was a second veil or curtain, and that curtain, by the way, was carried into David's, or I'm going to call it David's temple, the one that Solomon built. That also had the veil, because the veil, significantly when Jesus died, was split open. So after that second veil, there is another tabernacle, and this one is called the holiest of all, the holy place. And in the second part, you had the golden censer. You had the Ark of the Covenant, which was covered in gold. And in that Ark of the Covenant was the golden pot that held the manna, from the wilderness, come on, you know, when they were grumbling there was no food, God sent manna and fed them with manna. They kept part of it in here. Also they had Aaron's rod that budded and the tables, the tables, these were the stone uh, tables of the covenant. These were the ones on which the Ten Commandments were written. And then over all of this were the cherubims of glory, which overshadowed what the Bible calls the mercy seat. Now, Paul says we can't particularly speak about that now, um, and neither can I in fullness. We'll deal with that later. But very often, the mercy seat is referred to spiritually as a place where we meet with God. We meet with God at today. We meet with him symbolically at the mercy seat, hence its name. Anyway, in verse 6, it then explains, now when these things were first planned or ordained, the priests went only into the first tabernacle in order to accomplish all the elements that they were allowed to do 
in worship. Now, you've got that. There are two tabernacles, the outer one, which where the priest went, and in verse 7, into the second inner tabernacle, only the high priest was allowed to go, and he could only go once every year. He could not go in without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins of the people. So it's quite clear that the only person who could make the offering for sin under the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, was the high priest. He did it once a year, and he did it with an offering of blood. Now, in verse 8, the Holy Ghost signifies that the way into the holiest was not made manifest while the first tabernacle was standing. Now, what Paul is saying here, you've got to get this quite right, the Holy Spirit signifies that the way into that inner holy place that only the high priest could go was not permitted while they had that first tabernacle, the whole complete thing, the two sections. Because, in verse 9, this earthly tabernacle made with hands in which the Israelites actually had to carry for 40 years through the wilderness, remember, and which eventually was put into the new temple built in David's time. But this, in verse 9, was a pattern, a figure, an illustration of what happened in the present, the old time, when there had to be offered gifts and sacrifices. But even for the high priest, what he did, what he offered, the sacrifices and the gifts, only covered in a limited way. It had to be repeated every year. First, look at verse 10. Because this earthly covenant stood only in meat and drink and washings and carnal ordinances imposed on the people of God until, and there's a very interesting word here in the um, authorized Bible, imposed until the time of Reformation. You have an inheritance in Christ. It is expansive, beyond comprehension, and faith is the key which will unlock this power in your life. Through David Hathaway's book, Power Your Inheritance, the book of Ephesians explored. Our prayer is that your eyes will be opened, that you will see and know what the hope is, what the riches are, the glory of God in you. David wants you to enter into the power and the riches of this glory. He wants you to experience and live in the fullness of the blessing.
there is so much power available to those who will believe. In David Hathaway's book, Power, Your Inheritance, the book of Ephesians explored. He will reveal the glory of your inheritance in Christ. Order your copy today by visiting eurovision.org.uk forward slash shop. Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.